Anything, any, any, any topics you would like to talk about? Oh, today? Yeah. We're going to talk about how it's been being in Corpus Christi for three weeks. So we're 30, we're like 45 days after we signed the papers on the house. Hang on. Let's yell at the cat real quick. Hey! Go ahead. Tell the story about the cat. Okay. So Parker has a brand new couch. It's beautiful. And this cat, yes, if you're looking, watching us on YouTube, you can see the couch right behind us. This cat is on a mission to destroy it. So what the cat does, it taunts James throughout the day because mm -hmm. the cat will go to the couch, look at James, look at him, and then take his claws yep. and grab into the couch and do that like like the scratchy thing. Yeah, he uses it. He's using the couch for a scratching post. Yes. And and so what's happening now is all these threads on this brand new couch are starting to come out and he just did it. And he loves he he doesn't do it unless James is in the room. Yeah, he's very much her cat because she was that kid if you remember oh, yeah. when she was a baby. She was the one where I said do not touch that grill and then she would taunt me and go to touch the grill. Mm -hmm. It was the first time she ever got swatted on the diaper. Oh yeah, the grill. I yeah. remember. So he's he's her cat. You're it right. Was it was more traumatic for me than it was for her, but she didn't touch that grill again. And but he's still he's still at he's the still couch. touching the yeah. So she's threatening to get these like little paw mittens, <laughs> and she I told her I'll take them off because it's just you can't do that. And so she keeps saying I'm gonna put those on you. I'm gonna put those on you. <laughs> what are they like rubber mittens that I, you put on your cat? Yes, to keep I, them like, that's just not so you can't insane. do that. I said I she's like I'm getting them, mom, and I said I'm taking them off when you go to work. Yeah. But. You know, so we need, I think, a water bottle. If we just need some tech. I think we just need some sort of infrared system that, like, when the cat comes near the couch, it sprays him. <laughs> is there such a thing? I don't know. We'll oh, up. my gosh. But it is kind of funny because um, the cat is kind of a little jerk. He like, is. he only comes to you. He's a cat. He only comes to you when he feels like coming to you. You can only pet him on certain parts of his body. If you even touch another part of his body, he doesn't like, like, he bit his, me. His <laughs> Just say it. He bit me. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Hey, listeners. Ever wonder what it would be like to blow up your comfort zone at the tender age of 50? Well, we did just that. When our last kid went off to college, we hit the road in search of a new hometown. Now we bounce from city to city and bring you along for the ride. This is the Skip Town All-Stars podcast. Welcome back, All-Stars. We are coming at you from Corpus Christi, Texas. We're actually going to talk a little bit about it today. We've uh, spent a little more time in the city. Definitely a lot more time in this house. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about post-signing the papers to uh, help get our oldest her first home. She now has a two-bedroom, two-bath of her own. She's really excited. Uh, she's so excited. She's at the beach. Yeah, she's so excited. <laughs> she's, she's living her best life right now. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, how's it been for you? Tiring. I'm not going to lie. I think I'm a little too old to do move-ins. So the the fact that we have to still find our own home is really daunting. Like I didn't think about how exhausting it is to move into a house. So uh, yeah, and 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 we said this before that the well, I think we did in, in the last the podcast we talked about the home. The mm -hmm. beauty of the home is that no work has been done to it since 1986. But the downside is no work has been done to it since 1986. So uh, uh, right before we did this podcast, where did I find you? You found me under the kitchen sink because. I actually purchased when we were moving in a $30 Amazon kitchen faucet. Uh huh. 
and it lasted about $30 worth. I mean, it's been three weeks. We used it a bunch. It was leaking under the kitchen cabinets. Uh-huh. It was never fully, like the water pressure was never great in it. So I, I got my $30 out of it, I guess. Well, I do recall that it really wasn't leaking as bad. Until I fixed it. Exactly. You have it, a thing with water. I do. I have plumbing is is sort of my Achilles heel. I'm not going to Why lie. do you keep trying at it? I just want to know like why I don't have money to pay somebody every time something goes wrong. But it so costs just, more. I'm better. I replaced all the shower fixtures. Okay. We went from the cold water leaking in the kitchen to both the hot and cold water <laughs> leaking in the kitchen. And a huge bucket underneath the sink. And here's yeah. the best part. So, all he said to me when he got out of the sink the first time is he said I need to go get another faucet. That's yep. all. That's all he said. And I said, uh, "Why?" And he and you replied with, "Oh, this one's just cheap." And so it, it didn't happen that day. There was a lot going on. He didn't get a chance to go to Home Depot. So the next morning, I got up and I just—I don't even know what made me do it, but I took a peek underneath the. <laughs> <laughs> the cat was swimming in there. She, he was using it as a water dish. It, it, I took a peek underneath the sink. It, you guys, it wasn't like a little bucket. It was like one of those dish buckets you you put in a sink. Like it was a basin. Yeah, yeah, and it was almost to the top with water. And I said to him, "What's going on here?" And he goes, "Oh, well, the hot water's like." And I go, "Oh, so you made it worse?" And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, okay, I made it worse, but you know, just dump it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of plants watered yeah. that morning. Uh, I just think you should stay away from plumbing. We've talked about this so many times, but whatever. You, it's still a challenge for you. And I, I know you, you want to overcome that challenge. And I did today. It's not leaking yet. So it turns out it's a pretty amazing what a $100 faucet. We didn't even buy like top of the line faucet. So a $110 faucet, like there are kitchen faucets that go for like 300 and up. Uh-huh. So... I feel like the one I got in today, it has a way better connection. It has way better hardware. It's, you know, a $30 kitchen faucet is mostly made out of plastic okay, parts. Uh, so, How about the one time in our house in L.A. when we had... <laughs> 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 I just look at you and I can't stop laughing because you're staring at me with your straight face and you know what story I'm going to tell. Mm-hmm. There was a problem with the kitchen sink and I and it was leaking underneath. Yep. So I said to him, hey, like there's a leak. Just can you take a look at it? And I come in the kitchen and he turns around. He has this look on his face and he's holding the entire pipe that is now detached. The that was in the wall, yeah. And he goes, there's a problem. Call a guy. <laughs> there's a problem. Call a guy. <laughs> I say I say oh plumbing is your kryptonite, but you for some reason no okay. no I'm better I'm a lot better at it I fixed the uh, I fixed the garden hose back in L A I fixed the shower here I replaced two toilets in the last year oh that's true okay all right, all right yeah I replaced uh, we're, oh the toilet here okay, okay we're we'll not talk gonna about talk about that, that. no we're not okay going back to your question of how I'm feeling I feel like it's a lot of work uh, it just uh, it's a little bit more than I want to do. I'm not going to lie. And we also know that she's 23. It's her first home. And we don't want to pour a ton of money into it because a 23 year old just doesn't see the same things that you and I see the things that we look at. She doesn't even like, it doesn't bother her. No, she's happy. There are walls 
for her to hang pictures on. I illuminated her in Home Depot this morning by telling her, you know, you can change out the wall plates for your lights, for your switches and your plugs. And it's, I I could see all the wheels as she was standing in front of the rack of the decorative wall plates. I just (laughs) said, choices. Yeah, it's a lot of choices. So, and I said, and, and honey, you can put different ones in each room. When being here, I think about my girlfriend who bought her first home, which was an apartment building in Chicago at 24 or 25. So just around the same age as Parker. And the building was slanted so much so that when you walked, you felt it, but nobody cared. We're 24 years old and we're like, where do we put the beer? Right. Yeah. The keg goes in the corner. Yeah. And she owned it. She was 24 years old and owned it. And now she owns like 40. But any case. So, um, yeah. So it's been a little more challenging. I I, I don't want to paint. There's so many things I don't want to do. I love, though, that um, that we have our own room. I love that it's far away from her room. I yeah. love that she has a backyard. But um, we don't have to smell her vape. <laughs> OK. We no. got a vapor in the family. I bet we have a few. Oh, I think we probably do. Yeah, yeah the kids love the vaping nowadays. It's a disgusting habit. Not as disgusting as smoking Marlboro Reds, but pretty disgusting. I don't smoke, and you don't smoke. I've never smoked ever. Not even nothing. No cigarette. I don't think I've never tried a cigarette in my entire life, and I don't know where the kids. I just think kids do the opposite of what you do. I'm it's a true. firm believer. So if I was a big drug addict, they probably wouldn't be vaping right well, now. Your parents would have been preachers or something. Yeah. You would have done the opposite. Oh yeah. My parents would have been preachers. You're right. If I was a drug addict, do you think I should start like fentanyl and then maybe they'll stop vaping? <laughs> I guess if you want half of your face removed. But they'll stop vaping. You're not going to look your best. I would think about that. I would hold off. <laughs> Okay. Um, All right. So let's talk about Corpus because we've been here for a while. We've Mm -hmm. come for a visit. How are you feeling? You've made a lot of trips to Home Depot. So you know know where that is. Mm -hmm. Um, We're living on the south side of Corpus Christi. And when we purchased the house, the real estate agent kept saying what a great area it is. Like it's the nicest area of Corpus or or one of the nicer areas, I should say, of Corpus. We don't know any different. We just looked at houses that were comparable. We talked to Parker because she went and saw a lot of homes and knew the area obviously better than we did. Yeah. It was good. It's obviously her home. So she has to be happy with the area. Um, you know, the one thing she told me is it's right near the mall. Is it right near the it mall? It is right near I the mall. I get to see a mall. So how are you how are you feeling being here? I mean, we we have a really better lay of the land now. We've even taken walks in the neighborhood, all yep. of that. Uh, so what are your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts are this is a great neighborhood. It's got a lot of great family houses. Every single neighbor has come over to say hello, shake our hands, greet us. Uh, we've even you know worked out an arrangement with the neighbor next door. We're going to get some fencing repaired for everybody for both both yards. And I I'm super happy with it. It's other than the birds, it's quiet at night. Holy moly! Okay, there the are birds. It's awful. First of all, it sounds like a man screaming. The very <laughs> first morning I woke up, I was I thought there was a deranged man on the street screaming. I came out of the bedroom and remember I said, what is that? And you said, it's the birds. Mm-hmm. So it is so loud and it's constant. You have to wear earplugs, I feel. I haven't put them in, but I'm going to get some. I can't handle it. You're going to need some soundproof windows. 
I, I, I did say that. Didn't I say that? You like did say that. we need soundproof windows. Um, and you, when I said to you, I can't take the birds, your reply was, Oh yeah. I said, it's better than helicopters and sirens. You did. And I was like, I guess I had to think about it. They're yep. both annoying. And so I've asked everyone, what is like, where are these birds coming from? Everyone seems to like them. I like my, both neighbors were like, oh, yeah, we're like, we're the birdiest city. And the other neighbor said, oh, those are doves. And I'm like, they're really loud. And he's like, oh, you think? And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh I think for Parker and I, they probably have already turned into white noise. The problem is they're up early. And they sound like owls. They do. They sound like a cross between pigeons and owls. Yeah. And they don't stop. You got to let this cat out to catch some of these birds. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> um, let's talk about the other problem we're having here. Dog sized cockroaches. They're so big. They come after you. Uh, there was one across the garage and Parker was looking at it and it turned around and, and charged her and she ran in the house. They're so big. That when you look at it, you know how you normally look at a cockroach and you just see the top of it and the belly is like against the ground? They're so big and their legs are so big that you see the cement. You between, can see air underneath. Between the belly <laughs> and the cement. I've never seen cockroaches that big in my life. I, I can't even step on them. Like they're too big. They're just, they're, I don't yeah, even. almost sprained an ankle. I, it's it's but they're everywhere no when i say everywhere you guys they're everywhere they're in the cabinets they're in the they're everywhere like i wake up in the morning and i immediately put my shoes on and then i'm looking like a crazy lunatic at three in the morning looking down on the ground like eh, is there a cockroach um well i think the prior owners were a little lax on the bug control but then we had a guy come he sprayed and he said you know in the next few weeks you're going to see a bunch of them coming out of the woodwork literally and they're going to be you know dead or dying he wasn't wrong there he was totally right most of them that, that crawl out are actually in fact in a state of dying or you know have already passed on to cockroach heaven but we're going through a lot of paper towels it's disgusting and so then i even asked the neighbors I've asked two neighbors so far, do we have a cockroach problem in our house? Because I feel like we do. And both neighbors said, no, no, it's just Texas. And it's just how it is. Yeah. I almost wanted them to say it's, yeah, it's a house problem. It's your problem. And then I could get that remedied. I'll just spray it to death. And I don't care. They could put Roundup around the house at this point. And you know how I feel about that. <laughs> My God. But uh, I just, and so when they said, no, it's a problem. And the neighbor guy who's the sweetest said, you know, I have a way to keep them under control in my house. And I was like, oh, my God, like it sounds like a war zone at his house and he's got it under control. I, that's not what I want to hear. But I think we have to live with this. And um, my goal is to see as little as possible. And if I mean, I just I'm, I've had the professional exterminators out twice now. Yeah. He came out the other day. He said, actually, the smaller ones are the ones you got to watch out for because they're the ones that will really infest your house. Uh, it doesn't matter. I know you don't want to see any of them. We've been back and forth about it. It's a sour topic with you. You got mad at me the other day because I didn't like rush to pick one up. I don't, I'm still mad about that. It didn't get <laughs> away, but whatever. Nobody's taken it as serious as I am, I think. It was dead. No, that one was moving. Okay. By the time you called me and by the time I could get over there, you could have killed it. I'm just saying. I can't do that. There's an instinct inside you that's a little bit lacking right now. I don't you even know what it is. You got to start pulling your weight around here with killing the bugs. 
You did say that the other day, and I, I could not believe that you said that. You're going to start pulling your weight? Yeah. He said, you need to start pulling your weight. I go, with the cockroaches? And he said, yeah, with the cockroaches. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not pulling my weight with the cockroaches. You're going to be the cockroach killer, and that's that. And we're not opening. That's not open up for discussion. When it comes to pest control, I right now am the only madam in this brothel. You are. Nobody here wants to do it. Parker actually is number two. She'll kill it before. I can't do it. I, I don't even know what it is. I know I can do it. I'm physically capable of killing a bug. It's just so disgusting. I don't even know. Like I can do it. I'm capable. I'm fine. I can you do are. it. I believe in you. I don't want to do it. It gives you anxiety. <laughs> so we've learned with the young kids being around them, Parker and her friends, anxiety is very much the word at hand. And I think it's with Gen Z's and millennials. Gen Z's. Okay. Everyone, not millennials. They go into a grocery store. They have millennials anxiety. Millennials just say they're not going to do something. Gen Z tends to say, this is giving me a lot of anxiety. It, but it, like I said, it could be anything. It could be going in the grocery store. It could be the line at Starbucks. It could Filling be Filling out a form. Oh, yeah. They just... I. I had this back and forth with Parker where I said, just say you don't want to do it. Don't blame anxiety and a mental illness because you are lazy. Oh, that threw her into a tailspin. Yeah, our tough love as parents is a little bit too much for her in moments, I think. Yeah, we've been making everything now that we do. James will say, can you get me the salt? And I'll be like, I don't know. It's going to give me anxiety. Oh, she gets crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. We were laughing because I said, it doesn't seem like you have anxiety when you're going to go like to a party. No. Yeah, there's no ex- anxiety when she's going to Sephora. Uh, there's there no. I've I've seen the bags. No, <laughs> there's no anxiety uh-huh. when there's a mall trip. Planned. But when there's to go get takeout food for us or go to the grocery store, lots of anxiety. Just walking to the garage. Oh yeah, that. Can so you go much. get this for me in the garage? Oh, I don't know. It's dark. It's there I'm, are bugs. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> so in any case, uh, we're having fun with her. We are. Uh, I don't know if she's having fun with us. She, uh, I make her breakfast every single morning. I pack her a lunch. And um, and she did say that the people at work- You're creating are- a monster by doing that. Let, let me just interject. I know. I can't I want her to eat healthy though. And I want uh, her to yeah. I want her to like have company in the morning. I want her to have a lunch because since we're, you know, prior to us being here, she was not eating a lunch. I don't know how the heck she was working eight hours and not eating a lunch. Like that's insane to me. So all of her friends at work are so excited that I make her a lunch because they eat some of it as well. So now I'm thinking I'm just going to pack more food for everyone in the news station. It is pretty insane that uh, a lot of things that she used to do before we got here, now all of a sudden everything's different. Like she's dating a boy. Oh yeah. So she would call us all the time and say how much she missed us and that nobody came to visit. Oh, a lot of nobody came to visit. A lot of that. And we'd been here twice. You'd been here twice. I'd been here twice. Mm-hmm. And um, separate occasions, you know, different trips. But any case, so basically four times we've been here collectively. Yeah. And um, nobody came to visit. And then when we were talking to her about getting this house for her and helping her with it, you know, she had a big talk with us about how if she did move forward and and, and take on this uh, house that we had to come visit. She wanted the second room as, a, as, a, as another bedroom for us. So we both thought, okay, we'll stay for like a month or so, right? She wants us here. So we show up. I just got out of the car from an eight hour drive from our last city and the first question she said is, how long are you staying? And I was like, oh, I think we're going to stay till like July or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, July? And I said, you wanted us to stay. And she looked at me and she goes, I got a boyfriend now. <laughs> she doesn't need us anymore. I was like, 
okay. Uh, so For the moment, she doesn't need us. We'll see. I'm like, so we should go home early? And she's like, well, I don't know. We could talk about it. I was like, I said, you have been crying and asking us to come here and stay. She goes, I know, but that was before I met Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> so... Anyway, well, he's a nice boy. I mean, the good thing is he's keeping her busy while you and I do the stuff we want to do around here. Yeah, uh huh. Because she'll come home and I'll say, "What do you think of this?" And I just like rearrange something. But uh, any case, uh, so yeah, so um, it's it's minus the cockroaches and and the birds. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you enjoying your stay here? You know, I've had this thing. Uh, I voiced it the other night, and you guys laughed at me, but I do think it's true. I think I'm dead. Right now? Yes. And the reason I think I'm dead is because I've been from room to room fixing various things and I haven't made a single impact. No, that toilet flush is fine now. I guess that's the only thing that proves I'm alive. But for a while there, I really was thinking I was Bruce Willis in the sixth sense. I talked to both of you the other night explaining something I was going to do and neither one of you acknowledged me. That's normal. We were doing something. We, you were interrupting us. And, and the we, kitchen sink is like Groundhog Day. Like I'm stuck somewhere between two movies here. I honestly, there, the there was a moment where I had day. to go in the mirror. But then if you're dead and you're looking in the mirror, that doesn't mean you're not going to see your own reflection. You could still, you're dead. So you're going to see your dead reflection. Yeah, you are. It's not like you're a vampire. No, you would see your own reflection. Yeah. Do you feel that? I do feel that. I think you're alive. Okay. Uh-huh. So yeah, my experience so far has amounted to nobody acknowledging what I'm saying and fixing the same things over and over and over again. But uh, I did talk to my cousin Heidi the other day. Oh yeah, what'd Heidi say? And well, she's been following us a little bit and she said, why are you guys driving yourselves nuts over her first house? Number one, she's just happy to have a house like I was. And number two, my parents bought me a lawnmower as my housewarming gift when I moved into my house. Well, so Heidi has like gonna, 500 acres, so she needed a lawnmower. She definitely needed a lawnmower <laughs> uh-huh. for sure. But it was actually, you know, I'm sure that's a nice gift. I thought it's a really nice gift. Oh, for sure. That's an expensive but gift. She's like, why are you worried about redoing kitchens and redoing this and whether the refrigerator fits in the kitchen? You bought, you helped her buy the house. Like enough. Let her do the rest. I can't even get her to clean the windows. How am I going to get her to do the rest? Like to figure out how to call a plumber. That's going to give her a lot of anxiety. Yep. Okay, so anyway, let's get to Corpus Christi. How are you doing here now that you're actually spending some time? Uh, I like it. I, you know, it's a very easy city to get around. Everything is 100% within 10 to 15 minutes. Even the airport is within 15 minutes. I heard somebody say to me on our first visit here, oh, you can get everywhere in 10 minutes. And I would say that's pretty accurate. The city has everything. It has an aquarium. It has a cute little downtown area. It has a mall. Um I don't see much public transportation here. So everyone generally relies on their cars, but it's not an overpopulated city. No, uh, wh- what I like about it is that it's very, very affordable. Uh, you know, no secret, the house that Parker's living in was around $215,000 and it's about 1,800 square feet with a nice size backyard. I think the lot is probably an 8,000 square foot lot. Yeah, something like that. Uh, the houses in her neighborhood are roughly the same. We saw a house. Oh my gosh, completely remodeled, beautiful pool in the back for mm-hmm. $269,000. And yeah. uh, I mean, that's a very good price for what the size of this house was. So I have to say, this is a great city to come to 
and to buy property. Uh, and you can make a decent income here. It's not like other states where the income is less, so the housing is less. It's not like that. It's like the income is is relatively fair here, if not on the higher end compared to the housing. Yeah, median income here in Corpus Christi is about 50K. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, there are obviously areas in Corpus that are very expensive. Parker lives about a mile from a place called the Lakes. And those houses, which it's just down the street, go anywhere from 500 to 800,000. And that's a lot of money. But boy, you get a big house. Yeah, yeah. It's like three or 4,000 square feet. You get a pool. You have almost like nudging an acre. There was one place we saw that had two acres for like $550,000, something like that. They are There are a lot of those in certain pockets of this section of town. And then if you cross, I guess it's a channel, uh, if you cross into Flower Bluffs, that's actually a really desirable area for a lot of families, a lot of young people who, you know, uh, yuppies, you name it, that want to live over on that side of town. It's a lot of newer construction, a lot of revamped uh, neighborhoods, and you can get a lot of bang for your buck over in that area. So Corpus Christi sits on the Gulf of Mexico. And the beauty of, of, of it is that Padre Island is just right there, literally on the edge of the city. So you have the beach, a beautiful white sand beach within minutes of where you live, depending on where you live. So, uh, so Parker lives 15 minutes from the beach. That's pretty incredible. Uh, when you have access uh, to water that close, I, I just I'm shocked almost that the property values are reasonable within 15 minutes of a beach. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, maybe okay. It could be 25. It's a little. It could further, be 25. Yeah. I'm sorry. It could be 25, but 25 minutes from the beach is still, I think, pretty amazing. Yeah, to have a 200 and something dollar house mm-hmm. and be able to go 20 minutes and be at the beach without a ton of traffic, uh, that's pretty great. And let's face it, South Padre is is a one of the best beaches in the United States. Yeah, so. it's it's gorgeous. A blue blue water again, Gulf of Mexico, white sandy beach. Uh, everyone here is, is nice. I always thought Texas was one of the nicer states that we have visited. Yeah. I still feel that way. I mean, Alabama is really like number one at this point. And, and I, you know, they're you love pro- yourself some mail. I know. I really, everyone, it's a different kind of friendly in Alabama. It is. Um, here, though, everyone that we've come in contact with, whether it's the kids at the supermarket or, oh, I went to a, a, a yoga class and this woman owned this, owns this beautiful yoga studio. I mean, it is one of the most beautiful yoga studios I've ever been in. And it's right here in Corpus. And when I said that to Parker, she couldn't stop laughing. She's like, one of the most beautiful yoga studios in Corpus Christi. And I said, yes. And this woman uh, was from New York. And and I don't know. I I talked to her quite a bit. She traveled the United States uh, and decided to settle here and just has a really great business. You know, the only thing I would say is that I just wish I just wish Corpus was a little prettier. There yeah. are a lot of strip malls and it's like the city developer, city planner, uh city architect didn't put a lot of thought into aesthetics because you'll have like a random little boutique shop here on a corner or in the middle of a street and then a strip mall like a few feet 
down the road from it. I, I, it's just so random. It's very random how things are laid out in this town. And aesthetically, it's just not pretty. So that uh, to me, I'm like, oh, gosh, like it could be such a pretty city. There's a grocery store nearby. I love this grocery store. It's called H. E B. So H is in Harold, E is in Edward, B is in boy. And it is privately owned. They're all over Corpus Christi and I believe um, San Antonio. They're a Texas owned grocery chain that um, 90% of it is owned by a fa- the family. 10% is employee owned. Yeah. I love it. Model. So every time I'm there, I'll buy an H E B product because I know it's going right into the pockets of the employees. So if there's a Foster Farms or an HEB, I'm like, I'm going with HEB. And their products are so good. Their food is delicious. It's incredible. So that's really close to where she lives. There are a lot of wonderful amenities about this city. It's in some ways a hidden gem for somebody looking to purchase a home feel like they're in a city, but not too big of a city. Mm -hmm. And there's also areas outside of Corpus if you wanted bigger pieces of land. But um, I don't know. I feel like it's the perfect city for somebody who's just, let me get to know a city. It's like that. Like there are a lot of those cities. I feel like Boise's that way, although Boise is so busy nowadays. Like if I had a choice between Corpus and Boise, I'd pick Corpus because Boise has so much traffic. But I'm trying to compare it to a city that like, you know, you wouldn't get your toe wet in, in a city. I think Corpus is that perfect city to get your toe wet. Yeah. If you're a bumpkin coming from, you know, a small town somewhere, it is a perfect size city to just jump into. Uh, you do have all your amenities, everything you mentioned, malls. I do wish there were other sections. Like there are a lot of sort of run down strip malls. Uh, it's true. The the streets we've already talked about in a previous episode. I won't belabor that, but there are potholes everywhere. But uh, outside of a few rough areas, I, I would just say, generally speaking, I don't know. It's weird because I looked up the stats on the city. The median age here is 34 years old. Oh, it's a young city. It's a young city. So I don't know. Maybe there are like big changes afoot. We will see. Uh, there is a lot of refinery action. It's like, look, it's Texas. There's oil going on in this entire region. And there's just no escaping that. Uh, so you will find a lot of pickup trucks, a lot of dirty trucks, a lot of dirty boots standing in line waiting for you, you know, when you're standing waiting for your lunch or whatever. So there's definitely a blue collar aspect to this city. I would I would say this city gives off way more of a blue collar vibe than it does a white collar. Oh yeah, I agree. Um but that's a good thing cuz the people are really down to earth, everybody's salt of the earth, you know, and I think uh if if progress continues to be made, I mean f- we were just in a couple other cities where the median income was not nearly what it is here. So somebody's making this money somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they're putting it back into the communities, like we're seeing here on the south end of town, I know there are other pockets up toward, I think, the bridge that takes you over to Padre Island. I don't know that area. I'm a little unfamiliar with it. But I do know there are better pockets of housing and school districts, et cetera, here uh, surrounding in the in the Corpus Christi suburbs. Now, Texas A&M has a, uh, has a branch here, Corpus Christi. It's just not a big, um, like this town has enough going on. They don't need that college to bring in 
the revenue like a smaller town would. So that that college it's also a little it's also a little cut off. It from is the city. it's further out for yeah. sure. Um, so it's interesting because when you know us being on the road, we've definitely experienced what a difference a college can make. But Corpus Christi has already enough commerce going through it with the naval base yeah. with the um oil companies here and um there's a lot of banks here do you notice there that are, yeah, a there lot are a lot of, of bank bank buildings on the waterfront down so there so it looks like there are enough white collar jobs definitely management jobs where they don't need to rely on the university to bring in revenue yeah. and um and yeah it's kind of clear considering how far the university is from downtown Corpus Christi. Uh, you know, I said to Parker on one of the visits I was here, there's so much opportunity for a young business owner. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of boarded up stores that could make a beautiful whatever you want it to be. And I did mention that to her. She wasn't interested. Okay. <laughs> uh, she ain't got that kind of time. No, that's too much work. Uh, but uh, it's funny because she works so hard at her job every day. It's such a demanding job being a news producer that I'm like, oh, don't you want to break and like own a like jeans, a jean store? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, she doesn't. She doesn't. And I, I do think for a young entrepreneur in this city, you know, there's opportunity. There's opportunity downtown. It is like you said, they've done a little, uh, it looks like that they've done work to it and, and new places are popping yep. up. So having a cute boutique downtown or even a comic book store or, you know, a, shoe, a running shoe store, like anything, I'm like, this is the, this is the, like, you could do it here. This is, this is a cool place. Absolutely. And, you know, if you're, or you or someone you know is living in an area where, uh, they are a contractor and, you know, it's like the pool of clients are, is smaller than you would like. I got to tell you, if you're a person that does what you say you're going to do, when you're going to do it and does quality work, you, it's like taking candy from a baby here for a, con true. for a good contractor in Corpus Christi. That is true. Yeah, I agree with you. We just, our neighbor, we've met across the street, the new neighbor, uh, Parker's new neighbor, he was redoing his house and just you know, he was telling us about the workers he has had in. And yes, if you are good at what you do, you're coveted. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, keep that in the back of your mind. If any, if you ever hear of, <laughs> I don't know, it seems like contractors are so busy all over the country right now. But uh, I think definitely anybody who wanted to put down roots in Corpus Christi and make a go of a, a business of that sort here, you're going to make a lot of money. Yeah. So, what any predictions on what it's going to be like in a few years here in Corpus Christi for her or for Corpus for Corpus? Oh, I think it's going to take more than a few years. I think in the next five years, if they continue to redo the downtown area in the hip young way that they're doing it with like the cute little bars and the arcades yeah. and everything else, uh, I think in five years, we're going to see a different Corpus for sure. No question about it. I want to get into it. Like, I want to be part of that. I just don't know what it would be. But I, I I, think it's just, I think there's so much opportunity. And I think in five years, it'll look different. That's what I think. Yeah. But I don't know, like, what did it look like five years ago? Funny enough, you ask me. Because I did ask this girl who, she does Parker's hair, and she's mm -hmm. a young girl. She's born and raised here. And I asked her what it looked like five years ago. And she said, totally different. Really? She did. She said there wasn't as much going on downtown. A lot more... Uh, a lot more building of homes. 
in the South uh, Corpus Christi area. So clearly there's been an influx of people. Hmm. So um, I I say, just my prediction, that we're going to see an an edge, um, that we're going to see more for young people in the downtown area. Okay. Uh, But the one thing I was going to say is I had a conversation with my old roommate, Ben from college. What's up, buddy? Uh, For the record, Ben did not smoke dope with me when I was in college. I like Ben. I should I should say that uh, Ben was actually a a Marine ROTC member. All right. Yeah. Went on to do great things with his career. And now he's just crushing it up in Michigan. But anyway, what's up, Ben? Uh, But he sent me a link and we were sort of discussing all of the I, I guess there's a lot of like burgeoning sort of bubbling activity around the entire Gulf region from Louisiana all the way down here. Uh, so I look forward to talking with him more and sharing what he has to say about that. Real estate wise? Yeah, real estate wise and just sort of business wise and Mm. geopolitical implications on what it's going to mean to live in the Gulf area in the coming years. I don't understand why Corpus Christi hasn't exploded. Hmm. I th- I think you know it's I think it's one of those cities for the longest time. Uh, there are parts of it that sort of reminded me when I was driving through El Paso. You know, it's just like sort of really old neighborhood, kind of run down. Okay, like there are sections of it there. Um, I will say, just in the past year of Parker being here, I'm starting to see a little less of that. I, I mean, there is a region like directly outside of the downtown area. Oh yeah, that's a bad region. It's a bad region. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think to your point, the more businesses sort of uh, creep in and sort of sprawl from that downtown nexus, I, I think there's a better chance that uh, uh, there's going to be a lot more growth in that area. Yeah, it just always surprises me. Who do we talk to? Like, I want to find a person that could tell me the patterns of human real estate buying. Like, why is a Corpus Christi? not as popular as a fair hope. They're both on the water and Corpus Christi actually has um, swimmable beaches where fair hope doesn't. I don't yeah. know if it's because fair hope, I'm sorry, fair hope, Alabama, uh, fair hope, Alabama is more picturesque in some ways. I don't know. There, there's a reason that there are places on the ocean that you can't touch. Yeah. And then you have a Corpus Christi. It's so odd to me because I, I just, I don't know. I don't know why. I want. I want to know. I want someone to tell me why. But who do you talk to? Is it an economist? Is no, it- I think it would be some sort of. Uh, uh, what would it be? Some sort of sociologist of some sort. Maybe because I'm like, this is this is kind of odd. That's the only way I can really describe it because we've been to so many cities. Yeah. When you come across a city like this, which has so much to offer, and it's hasn't exploded. Right. Right. Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, just thinking about the, you know, speaking, we were speaking earlier about the waterfront and how in that area, there are a lot of high rises, bank buildings, what have you that make up the Corpus Christi skyline. There are also a lot of like really run down hotels there. I know. It's It's so weird, right? Why why hasn't somebody put in like a better resort there? Right. It's right on the water. It's very Daytona old. I don't know what Daytona is like now. I haven't been there in a long time, but uh, it just reminds me of like the 90s Daytona, some of those hotels. It's funny you say that because I was actually going to mention 
to you doesn't it feel like Daytona? You just took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. But we're talking '90s Daytona. Like yeah. neither one of us have been to Daytona yeah, since. We're not the educated on that at the moment. No, so we're 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 doing a throwback. So to us, it reminds us of '90s Daytona, which was rundown hotels yeah. and you know just little bungalow houses, not really kept up beach houses. Uh, I mean. Corpus doesn't have rundown beach houses, but to your point, like the hotels near the water aren't like, there's no resort. It's yeah. weird. It's just a, any case. Um, I think it's a great place for a young family or somebody yeah. who wants to remote work, but own a home or somebody who wants to feel what a city life is like without going to a real big city. Yeah. One of the most interesting things about Corpus Christi that you're really not going to find in other parts of Texas, let's face it, is that whole hashtag salt life, you know, fisherman vibe that you're not going to get in a lot of other places in Texas. Like we talked about it way back in our first Corpus Christi episode, how I wanted to buy a big pickup truck for $200,000 <laughs> just so I could back it up to the ocean uh -huh. and fish with a cowboy hat and swimming trunks. Like that really, that that's a defining sort of Corpus Christi photo right there. Agreed. Like that's the mindset. It's like cowboys who fish or cowboys who swim, you know, yeah. it's, it's interesting. And so, and the climate here really, like we talked about in our Kingsville, Texas episode recently, the climate here is tropical in terms of weather, but there aren't palm trees everywhere. There are no palm trees in our yard. No, there are no palm trees in this neighborhood. No, Parker has an oak tree in her backyard. She does. She has an oak tree in her backyard. So same weather that you're getting, same balminess, same everything that you would get in Florida in a coastal city. But for whatever reason here, it's like, you know, I don't know. There, there just aren't a ton of palm trees. I know it's weird, isn't it? A little bit. Yeah, it's yeah. strange. It's different. It's a different region. There's something there's something unique about it for sure. And to your point, if you were looking to find a place for your family, wanted a house somewhere in between the 200 to 400K range, you will find a killer neighborhood. You will find a great house and you'll probably even score a pool. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty amazing. I think yeah. I, we we look. We we've been looking at properties, looking at houses, different areas. That to me is is a, is a is a score. One yeah. thing I do want to mention because the airport is so close, it makes uh it makes traveling so easy. But the downside is that Corpus Airport is basically a regional airport, so you always have to take a connector. Yeah. So you have to take Corpus to San Antonio, Corpus to Houston. So that to me is is a bummer. I have to tell you because whenever you leave Corpus, yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be a ride. It is. And we've got enough feedback from listeners on YouTube, et cetera. Uh, one person actually said, uh, I think it was during our Micanope episode, he was like, uh, you know, there's an airport in Gainesville, right? And we do. We're completely knowledgeable of where the regional airports are. I'm softening my stance on that a little bit. I, I know that Historically, we've wanted within an hour of a major airport just because we do have kids all over the country. Uh, but I think there are places that we've visited recently where it's like, well, we would have a killer house and we would have you know a great neighborhood and really supportive community and everything. And then 
if we had to take a little hopper to a, a, a bigger, to Atlanta or to wherever, then maybe it's worth it. Or like, you know, you were talking about it in one of the prior episodes as well. Uh, a lot of people in Texas don't have a problem driving a couple hours to San Antonio. <laughs> people in Corpus Christi have no problem just saying, forget the, forget the hopper. I'm not going to take the uh, connecting flight. I'm just going to drive to San Antonio and fly out of there. Yeah. My whole thing has always been, if we make it difficult for people to visit, they might not visit. They might not. Yeah. But then I think there's some people <laughs> who won't visit anyway. It's true. <laughs> there are. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm leaning now toward more your way of thinking when it comes to the airport, that if everything else is just so great, okay, we yeah. may have to give up that drive and uh, and it may have to be a two-hour drive to Atlanta or an hour and a half to, you know, San Antonio or whatever it is, or, um, you know, till Milwaukee, like wherever it is we decide to lay roots. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm, coming, I'm coming along. And we've had plenty of listeners to, who have just said, you know what, you can't predict what people are going to do, especially our children. When it comes to chasing their own careers, I'm so tired of people saying that. I know, I know. I don't want to hear that anymore. I'm so tired of the random but person I, on the street saying, Your kids aren't going to live near they're you. They're random. They know us. They've nope. listened to 50 episodes at this point. And they're no, like, And they're like, no. You know what? Um, no, you can't that, predict what your kids are going to do. I think it's coming from a place of love. They're saying, Pick what works for you, and the rest will fall in line. No, with that random guy that was from Tennessee that we met in Mississippi in uh, Laurel said, Oh, you can't worry about what your kids are going to do. They're not going to live with you anyway. And I was like, I don't even know you. Like, who go? Go right now in your car that's double parked outside. Go. That wasn't him. Okay. <laughs> still on that. So, uh, yeah, I'm so tired. I actually have video of you being a Karen coming out. Do you? I do. I have video of you coming out saying, I don't know who it is. And you were all like huffy puffy. Oh, I want to see oh, we're that. We're going to run that as a short on okay. YouTube. We have to. That sounds good. Anyway. Um, all right. Well, I'm good for Corpus Christi. You? Uh, so is it a yay or nay for you? Is it a yay or nay for me? Well, I mean, my kid already lives here, so why I don't need to buy a house. I could just come visit her. Okay. What about you? I Yeah, I like it. So for me, um, yeah. I mean, I'm glad she bought a, picked a house here. Um, I, I, I actually would love to live on the water, and you know I'm not a water person. So I say yes. Come to Corpus, look for a house, buy some real estate. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Agree. Uh, and I would be open to buying a house here Ooh. near the water. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I The jury's still out for me. I'm going to wait. I feel like I have my own remote office already here in Corpus Christi, Texas, as long as my daughter decides not to let her boyfriend move in. Oh, no, that's not going to happen. I think we're no, going to be good. We're not doing any live-ins with our kids. I've already determined that. Nobody's doing a live-in. Really? Yeah. Isn't that I, hypocritical of yeah, you? Yeah, I'm the live-in queen. I know. I lived with everybody, but no, they're I not doing that. I lived with nobody until I lived with Denise. Uh-huh. No, they're not doing that. No. Okay, good. I like that policy. I do too. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, all right. That's it for the Corpus Christi episode. We will see you guys next week. Take them out. Empty nest, full tank. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys.